0: W R B right now. I'm like, this is this is a cool moment for me. I remember watching Rap City back in the day, and you know, seeing you know Dr. Jekyll, and Mr. High. I remember the Uptowns kicking it. I was like, I was, I don't even know how old I was, but to have Andre Harrell, the, you, you're a historian, you're you know, a music exec, you're a legend. Thank you for coming by. Let's give it up for Andre Harrell, y'all. Thank we you, got Andre Harrell. I appreciate that. This is this is big. I, I I was the kid that will always you know read the album covers and look at you know the details and seeing you know everybody and, and you are you are and still are uh, very important to uh, you know black music culture man and it's it's black black music month so it's good and to have you Black music
1: is number one all over the world. Yes. Yes, right. so it's, you, good, it's good to be in black music right now.
0: Yeah, so we got, we got to get to the business. You're here in Philly because of The Four. Tell us about your involvement with The Four, the TV I'm, show.
1: I'm here with my man, Wesley Alexander, from ITV, the production company that produces The Four. They got us out on the road looking for talent. We just came from Atlanta. Now we're here in Philly. And all people got to do to uh, join up is go to hashtag Philly the Four. And put down their best one minute performance. Now they gotta sing or rap like there's somebody important. So if you're a great singer, sing a great singer song. Like okay. sing Beyoncé's song. Or sing Mary J. Blige's song. Or sing Christina Aguilar's song. Or sing Mariah Carey. Sing something great. So when you get up there and you that music starts playing, the audience is excited because they know it's a hard song for you to sing. And that's the kind of performance they need to put down on these one-minute Instagram audition tapes if they make it if they're great we'll send them off to la and they might get the chance to perform for diddy mega trader and 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 dj Khaled.
0: okay now this is uh because i love the show Mm -hmm. i'm not just saying that me and my kids will watch the show and i swear to you my my oldest son would say daddy when is the four coming back i see and i know i'm like june 7th it comes back june 7th so and we had some people from philly on the show um you know last season Yeah, so we we had a a kid from Delaware. We had somebody from Philly, from the Germantown area. It's not like out of reach for somebody from Philadelphia to actually
1: make it. And Philly is a, a, a great music town. All the way back from Philadelphia International with Teddy Bendergrass. To what was the name of the of the production company that Jazzy Jeff had here? Oh, uh, Touch of Jazz. Touch of Jazz. And what were the great artists that came out of there? Oh, Jill Scott? Jill we Scott. had Music Soul Child. Music Soul Child. Like this yeah. is a great this is a great music town. And the roots are from here. Yes. Like it's a great music town. So we expect to see serious talent come out of Philly. We have Music Icon Legend, Andre Harrell here.
0: I know you from, you know, Uptown Records, you know, back in the day. You founded Uptown Records, but even before that, you worked at Def Jam, yes, right? Yes. And I, I'm here... With Russell
1: and hired Leor Cohen. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Mm-hmm. You hired Leor. Yes. Leor came up for the summer when he was a kid. He was 21. He had, did a Run DMC concert down in LA. What he was loved he, it. Did he? What when you mean? You mean he, he, pro, he was a promoter. Wow. Okay. He was a young promoter. He loved it so much, he asked his mom, could he come to New York, and if he got this internship and got a job, he didn't have to go to grad school. He was going to go to become... A psychiatrist so Leo had six weeks to change his career so he worked for us for free all summer and Leo slept in the office sometimes I would sit across from Leo he's talking to Adidas and you know Leo got that heavy Israeli accent and so the way he's talking about hip-hop I said we could use him as a matter of fact he might end up being big in hip-hop so when it was time for him to leave, Russell felt like we didn't have no extra money to pay him yeah so I split my salary with Leo so he could oh. stay. No. Mm-hmm. See, people only say,
0: you know, Andre Harrell, he, you know, he did he used to intern for him. I've never heard that story. This is unbelievable. Now, Leo Cohen, he's he's went on
1: to do amazing things, work at Def Jam, uh has 300 direct company, and now he's, he's the head of he's on YouTube, right? He's on YouTube. He's the head of YouTube Music. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: We have more with record industry legend Andre Harrell. Diddy first intern with you. We're going to talk about what you saw in Diddy coming up in 10 minutes. Keep it like right here to the Quincy Harris Morning Show with Kate Fox. Good morning, y'all. Harrell, he had founded Uptown Records. He he founded Guy, I'll Be Sure, Jeff Red, Jodeci, Mary J. Blige. You all, and You know what? You also put on people like Diddy. And Leo Cohen. I remember reading an article in, in uh, Leor uh, Cohen saying something like, I let $120 million collect dust or something to that effect. And it
1: was all because of you. <laughs> yeah, I won't say it's all because no, of me. No, I mean, me, you, felt, you, you have an eye for talent. I definitely I, I definitely have bumped into a couple of stars. Wow. Man, has he ever forgotten that? Oh, never. Okay. now some people forget. Let me tell you the best thing about Leor and what made me really fall in love with him. He was. He became a road manager for Run DMC, and he went around the country back when they had the King of Rock and all that. And when he came back, we were at Madison Square Garden doing the sound check. He came down the steps with all three of the hats on, their gold chains, and he could do the wop. And I had never seen a white guy have that level of rhythm. And to this day, when we throw a party, Leo is the first person on the dance floor. His finger pop is official. <laughs> His two step is official. He's six foot six. Doing this. Wow. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You love the culture.
0: Who who are some of the other people? Because, you know, Diddy uh, worked for you at Uptown as Mm -hmm. well.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, He was your intern. Uh He lived with me. Um, What What did you see in Diddy? Puff had, he had drive. Like, one of his main gifts was his drive. The other thing he had, he had tremendous style. I mean, he had so much style, it would influence me. I remember when Puff came in the office and he was wearing two diamond earrings. Like, in the era of everybody having one, or Michael Jordan having one, yeah. Puff had the two diamonds. It was so strong. I tried that. I put on the two diamonds. Yeah. it was Puff's style was so strong that when we did the C album cover, MCA in Los Angeles called this and said, they saw some of the, the pictures we took, and they said, no, we want you to dress them up in suits. And I overrode that. I said, no, Puff, I want you to dress them the way you dress every day. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. He had style. His girlfriend, Misa. Uh, the mother's first son had style and they gave the style to Jodeci and to Mary J. Blige and when you give style to people and, and style can have an attitude like Puff style has an attitude and I guess we call that Get All Fabulous yeah. and so he put that attitude on those young people and they became more than just music stars they became lifestyle who are some of the? Um, I mean, when Jody C came in, did you see it right away? Did you see, you know, these guys from North Carolina? I guess they weren't dressed in the way that you know we they were presented to the world. Jody C Jody C drove up from North Carolina, thirteen hours straight. They sat in my lobby. I didn't see them. They were there for eight hours. Then all of a sudden, me and Heavens having a meeting in my office up at the MCA. Office. Heavy D. Yep, on Fifty Seventh Street, and we we keep hearing these big time vocal harmonies like, "Come and talk to me." My baby, now you know Heavy D is talking to me about Heavy D, <laughs> A living large, this big stuff, and I'm just sitting there listening. But even Heavy at the time, he's like, "Who is this?" So we walked around the corner of my office to my A office, Who was Kurt Woodley at the time, and Kurt was sitting there with these four guys sitting around the tape, and I said, "Who's singing this?" And they said, they looked up at me, and said, "We are." I said, "Who are y'all?" "We Joe the I said, and they said, "Devante, KC, JoJo, and Mister Dalvin." I said, you made these records? I said, yeah. And then he said, we drove 13 hours to meet you, Mr. Ralph. We sat in that lobby for eight hours. We we was going to see somebody. I said, well, you know what? You ain't going home. You're getting a record deal.
0: Just that quick.
1: You're getting a record deal. I said, let's get them an attorney. Let's get their parents feeling comfortable. They don't need to go home. They don't need to leave this. They don't need to leave our site. But this right here is about to change the game.
0: You know, you know. there's been so many people that you probably met early on that become megastars, right? And you like you've helped, you know, develop and nurture their career.
1: Like do you ever sit back and think about your life in the entertainment industry and I think I think I came up in a really special time. I came up in a time when hip hop was, was with birthing and becoming national. I was a rap artist in the group Doc Jekyll, and Mr. Hyde, in the eighties and rap was getting bigger. Sugar Hill had happened uh, Grandmaster Flash with The message That Happened. So rap was rolling. So I grew up listening to my mom's music, which was like Philadelphia International, hmm. Teddy Pendergrass, Philly, uh, uh, Phyllis Hyman, Patti LaBelle, the OJs, and all the Motown stuff, Marvin Gaye and so forth. So I had her music discography in my pocket, and then I had my music discography. So I had the luxury of doing hip-hop and then creating something new, New Jack Swing. Right, with Teddy Riley, yeah. and then going to hip-hop soul. So it was just a magical time of, of maturing of, of hip-hop and of R&B and of music and and the urban attitude. Like, the whole idea of Ghetto, of ghetto Fabulous, it really grew up and matured into black excellence. Mm. So, like, I was just trying to inspire young black people uh, that they could be great. That's powerful. We
0: have Andre Harrell in here, record exec, legend. Coming up in 10 minutes, we'll talk to you. He also executive produced New York Undercover, the Fox hit TV show. You don't want to miss it. Keep it locked in 10 minutes. We'll talk to Andre Harrell right here on 100.3 WRMB. Executive Andre Harrell. He discovered Diddy. He discovered Heavy D and the Boys. He also discovered Mary J. Blige. What did you think about Mary J. Blige's like her first album when she dropped it off?
1: She didn't have her first album when she dropped it off. She just had a demo tape. No, from no, the I'm ball. I'm saying she's oh, when I got si- the album, she, she signed to you already.
0: Uh-huh. And you get the first, you get the first album, or you get My Life. You get what's the four one one? When you get these
1: projects and you get to listen to them and, and really, are you thinking like, oh? As well, soon as you say that, it makes me think about when I heard the beginning of the album with Puff calling Mary. Yo yo yo, Mary, 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 and and he's telling her what they got to do at the studio and so forth. And then it starts with that drama. Uh, I was like, this sounds official right here. It's sounds exciting. Feel like we can maybe see a movie. And I started. Calling the albums that we make to my a and directors, I used to say, "You're not making a record, you're making a movie. You got to get the right chick for the guy. They got to drive the right car. They got to dress the right way. It's a movie we gonna make." Now, that's what everybody says now. Like we we making a movie. That was that was 25 years ago for me. We're,
0: some young cats that you see right now that that's doing it, you're like, man, I'm I'm kind of impressed. They kind of remind me of you know what we were doing back in the you know 80s or you know early 90s.
1: I, w- I would say right now, there's been a couple. I think Lil Wayne had a run with, with Young Money. I think TDE is having a run with SZA and Kendrick. And and, and they're creating, and cap- especially TDE, they're capturing the L.A. lifestyle Yeah, and through Kendrick Lamar. They are making it creative, they are making it artsy, and they are making it all the way authentic black.
0: Man, and Notorious Big was, you know, also no signed, you know, what did you think about him, you know, when he first came to you?
1: I When when we first came to with Notorious, with, with Biggie, Buffett just, I had just given Puff the label. So Biggie wanted to sign Uptown, and I had to convince him it was okay to sign with Puff because Uptown was going su- to wholly support Bad Boy Records. And when I first heard his album, he became my favorite rapper of all time. He, to me, when I think of Biggie, he had like this Marvin Gaye kind of flow, black and ugly as ever. However, Gucci down to the side, it was so clever and melodic, the way his the cadence of his voice and the way he flowed, yeah, was amazing. Yeah. Now you know I'm also the vice chairman of Revolt TV. Yes, I do. Yeah, we. And you know this. You know I throw this Revolt Music Conference every year. Yes. down in Miami. This year we're going back to the Fountain Blue, and guess who we're honoring? Who's there? With Autumn and Mary J. Blige. Wow. When, was, this is in September? This is in October. Like October, October uh, 10th to the 13th. Okay, I hope we get our invite. Hold mm-hmm. let me see. Oh, yeah, we're going to take care yeah, of hopefully that. Hopefully we can... Um, All they got to do to, to sign up and come is go to re- Revolt.tv. Yeah, it's it's been big. It's, what, what This year is are we our going fifth to? year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is our fifth year. It might be our last year in Miami. I might move to L.A. Okay. I might move it to L.A., so... If y'all listening, y'all should really get down to the Fountain Blue because it's going to be amazing. People, a lot of people are coming out to pay homage to Mary J. Blige. Yeah, I mean, she's she just got her Hollywood Walk of Fame star. I mean, mm-hmm. she's you know she's nominated for two Oscars. Yeah,
0: yeah, mudbone. I mean, so this is this is great, man. And um, what what do you see next coming for for you, Andre Hillwell? I mean,
1: you know, you've done so much. I tell you this, I was telling West just the other day, like going out on the road and looking at talent and seeing great talent. Makes you want to be back in the record business. So okay, okay, you're it makes you back, it. May, it makes you want to get back to the record business because I really enjoy this. I really enjoy discovering and developing stars.
0: Gotcha. All right. Well, look, I'm gonna get your number. Hopefully, you can uh, help uh, develop. <clears throat>
1: TV show. Well, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk. <laughs> well,
0: thank you, Andre Harrell, for coming. I mean, listen, we, we, can we get an, a, a, a book? Can we, get,
1: we need these stories compiled into um, one place. Not, not only am I working on a book, I'm also working on a TV show. Okay. I'm working on the Uptown TV series, so I can take it all the way back to the beginning, Uptown, Uptown, and show you exactly how heavy, puffy Mary J. Blige, I'll be sure, Teddy Riley and Guy, how it all happened.
0: I got to ask you one, one last thing because it's so much stuff that you've done in your career. You also were very instrumental or you, you helped create New York Undercover. Oh, I produced New York Undercover. My yeah. is, that was, listen, that was opposite Seinfeld. You know, as a young kid, I'm like, man, because, you know, Seinfeld was hot. I was like, no, I got, hold up, hold up. It didn't work. relate to you. It didn't relate to me because I'm like, man, they wearing Tommy Hilfiger, Malik Yoba, they wearing Tommy Hilfiger, they were Ice T. It was a, it was an amazing
1: show. What was the, the thought process behind New York Undercover? When I went and I pitched it to Dick Wolf, we both had deals at Universal, right? So, so the first thing was Universal. You need to talk to producers here, and I looked at their roster. Said, let me talk to Dick Wolf. And when I went to Dick Wolf, I said, imagine Miami Vice and Harlem, and you got two characters. I said, instead of a white guy, you got a black guy and you got a Puerto Rican guy. And you call it it originally was going to be called Uptown Undercover. Mm. We we couldn't secure the rights. I was still locking down my, my, my label name internationally. So we called it New York Undercover. But the idea was to take two police that represented like regular young black dudes and put them in situations with what they would deal with, and how they dealt with it. And, and we decided to put some music in it, and we gave Gladys Knight a club. And then I asked James and Toomey to come and do score the music so that we could always do uh, young artists with old classics. You're a genius, dude. <laughs> Seriously. like, uh, Do y'all hear all
0: the, all the stuff he just said? New York Undercover. Biggie. Diddy. Uh, leo, he split his money with leo Cohen. Y'all better give it up for Andre Harrell, man. This is a legend right here, man. Thank you, bro. Quincy Harris Morning Show with k Five.